This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 8th, 2023. This week in security news, on three occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding a variety of safety and security matters. First up, on Monday evening, Alert USA subscribers were informed of an active shooter situation unfolding involving a heavily armed gunman and multiple casualties in the King Sessing area of southwest Philadelphia. In this incident, 40-year-old Kim Brady Carricker, wearing body armor and carrying an AR-15-style rifle, 9mm handgun, and police scanner, killed one man in a house before walking through the streets, firing randomly at pedestrians and into occupied cars. A total of five people were killed and two children wounded. Police officers ultimately chased Carricker into an alleyway where he surrendered without incident. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer newspaper, the shooter told arresting officers his gunfire was meant to help police address the city's gun violence crisis because, quote, all these guys are out there killing people. According to the Philadelphia Police Department, both the AR-15 style rifle and 9mm handgun in the possession of the suspect were privately made firearms. Listeners are reminded that under U.S. federal law, the manufacture and possession of firearms for non-commercial purposes, i.e. personal use, is completely legal. As a closing note on this story, and as most other mainstream news outlets are tripping over themselves to avoid the subject, the suspect in this case was known in the community and by photos on his social media accounts as being transgendered. Why is this important to make note of? The Nashville Covenant school shooting in March was carried out by a 28-year-old female identifying as transgendered. The November 2022 gay nightclub shooting in Colorado Springs was carried out by a 22-year-old identifying as non-binary. The May 2019 Highland Ranch school shooting in Denver was carried out in part by a 16-year-old identifying as transgendered. And the September 2018 Aberdeen, Maryland attack at a pharmaceutical distribution center was carried out by a 26-year-old male identifying as transgender. While correlation does not imply causation, we thought these would be interesting data points to share. Shifting over to Europe, Russia and Ukraine have spent most of the last week publicly accusing each other of plotting to stage an attack on the Zaporizhia nuclear power station in the south of the country. The largest nuclear power station in Europe, the plant is currently under the control of occupying Russian forces. President Zelensky of Ukraine, citing the country's intelligence service, said Russian troops had placed objects that looked like explosives on the roof of several of the power units, possibly with the intent of simulating an attack and blaming it on Ukraine. While the claim could not be independently confirmed, satellite images taken on July 5th do in fact show new objects on the roof of Unit Number 4, and Ukrainian officials have been increasingly ratcheting up warnings of nuclear sabotage. On Tuesday, Ukraine's health ministry released guidelines for the public on how to respond in the event of a radiological emergency at the facility. According to Petro Kotin, president of the state nuclear energy agency Energetom, quote, there is a high level of danger at the power plant due to the presence of Russian forces. We know that machine gun nests were placed on the roofs of several power units. These new images also indicate that there may be explosives on the roofs. Of course, given the quality of the photo, it is impossible to say exactly what's there. In terms of counter-accusations, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov raised the specter of a potentially catastrophic provocation by the Ukrainian army at the facility and that measures were being taken to counter such a threat. The UN's International Atomic Energy Agency had officials visit the plant in recent weeks and that they had seen no indications of explosives, but then again, they were not given access to certain parts of the facility, including the roofs. Here is IAEA Chief Rafael Grossi discussing the matter late this week during a press conference in Japan. Well, 
regarding your, your first question, I think it's very timely because you remember I was here on the 4th and there were some warnings that on the 5th there would be some tragic events uh, unfolding. Um, nothing happened on the 5th, which doesn't mean that things could happen. I don't want to sound uh, appeasing in this, in this regard. I'm very concerned and we continue to be very concerned. Um, uh, regarding the access, I think we are making progress. Um, from uh, Tuesday to today, we have been able to get more accesses, not yet to the rooftops, but uh, I, we have uh, um, filed the request uh, to the authorities to go uh, there. I'm pretty confident we will get this uh, authorization, but we have been able to complete some of the tours of the cooling ponds and other places. And uh, as seen in my updates, we have not seen any uh, indication of explosives or mines in these places. We still want to go to the, uh, to the other, but this uh, sometimes it takes, it takes time. Uh, you, we have to understand, and I tried to say, to say it already the other day, this is a combat zone. It's an active war zone. So uh, sometimes it may take a day or two to get the authorizations. People, of course, the Russian forces, which are in, in control of, of that Ukrainian facility, but they are in control. Uh, so we have to check and get the necessary authorizations. But we are constantly uh, seeking those and trying to be as um, inquisitive and objectively um, you know, focused on what we need to see. Contingency plans, well, we, we, we do. Uh, depending on what you mean. There are so many issues. First, there is the issue of uh, the, uh, the physical integrity. And on physical integrity, this is the attacks on, on, on the plant. Then there is the issue of the water, for example. And uh, I have been addressing this issue after the destruction of the Nova Karkovka uh, uh, dam last month. Mm. Uh, so there we, we, we do have contingency plans. We have been shared, sharing those with the management of the plant. We have been comparing notes uh, uh, on, on that. So for every contingency, to use the word, to every alternate possibility, I would say, uh, we do have a clear assessment of what uh, emergency preparedness and response mechanisms should be in place should something uh, occur. Turning back to the home front. Once again, listeners are reminded that the Department of Homeland Security has a new National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin in effect, warning that lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs and personal grievances continue to pose a persistent and lethal threat to the homeland. Quoting from the bulletin, both domestic violent extremists and those associated with foreign terrorist organizations continue to attempt to motivate supporters to conduct attacks in the homeland including through violent extremist messaging and online calls for violence. In the coming months, factors that could mobilize individuals to commit violence include their perceptions of the 2024 general election cycle and legislative or judicial decisions pertaining to socio-political issues. The bulletin continues, quote, Likely targets of potential violence include U.S. critical infrastructure, faith-based institutions, schools, racial and ethnic minorities, and government facilities and personnel, including law enforcement. Caution and vigilance are urged. Links to the full NTAS bulletin can be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Next up, in travel security news. Late last week, while everyone was gearing up for the long Independence Day holiday, 
Alert USA subscribers were notified of security alerts issued by the U.S. embassies in France and Belgium warning of violent protests in urban centers following the police shooting of an immigrant teen during a traffic stop. While tensions dropped significantly once police, soldiers, and vigilante squads started knocking heads, it is interesting to note that according to the French daily newspaper Le Mans, 553 separate municipalities were impacted during the eight days of immigrant riots. In both embassy security alerts, caution and vigilance are urged. Alert USA also once again reminds listeners of a U.S. State Department worldwide caution currently in effect, warning of the continuing threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel outside of U.S. borders to include Mexico and the Caribbean should pay serious attention to the safety and security aspects of your trip. At a minimum, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations for your particular destination. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, it is also highly useful to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and U.K. governments to see what those nations have to say about your destination, as the content of security assessments can vary widely. Links to those foreign government sites can also be found in the weekly threat journal email newsletter. Finally, Alert USA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important security updates directly from the U.S. mission in your destination country. All of these resources are easy, they're free, and considering the increase in tensions and violence around the world, these simple steps could actually save your life if you just avail yourself of these tools. If you'd like to receive Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned in this podcast, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 8th, 2023.